get fast in-home Wi-Fi that you can control with Xfinity XFi. See who's online, pause your Wi-Fi, or even set a curfew for the kids. That's simple, easy, awesome. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Welcome. It's the Gut Check Project. This is episode number eight. Here on the Gut Check Project, we check our egos at the door as we get your health in check. I'm here with your host, Dr. Kenneth Brown. I'm Eric Rieger. Dr. Brown, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Episode number eight. Holy cow. I feel like we have, uh, we're just flying through these episodes. Every time we come on, we have a better guest. And today's no exception at all. This is going to be really exciting. No, it's going to be very exciting. I was reminded when you just said uh, episode number eight. You remember that show, uh, Eight is Enough? <laughs> I don't want that to be the theme as we, no. as we wrap out. And it won't be. Today's show is incredibly exciting. We have on today Chris Husong, long term uh market experience within the hemp industry and he has i mean he's got a he's got an incredible tale of coming from a world of high regulation in telecom and in banking and basically what the hemp industry means to america he's got lots of interaction and stories on what it takes to make people understand the importance of hemp and how to accept the message i mean what did you kind of gather out of out of meeting chris because we met him at first two years ago yeah so my my initial uh meeting of chris was two years ago and that's we've told the story before but we were at paleo fx right and i walked by the elixinol booth and you know their salesperson or their their marketing person christine thiel grabbed me and the thing i remember most about that is gabe christine and chris are all super tall i was like this is a really tall company <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Apparently, hip will make you taller. I know. I was like, I want to be tall. Yeah, or at least I want to. Uh, I want to be involved with that company so we can do some intramural basketball or something. You know, join the Elixinol basketball team. And- well, you know, honestly, if you're if listening to Gut Check Project today, if you've ever wondered about, hey, look, uh, hemp's new to me. I'm, I'm not really sure what to think. That's that's okay. Today's episode is really kind of incredible, as Chris can walk through what it's like to to not just. Look at hemp and say, man, that's taboo. That's taboo. It's okay. So many people have started there. And he's got a lot of experience in helping people understand the benefits behind hemp and what it can do to change their lives. Well, what I love about this is that he comes from these industries that are so regulated. Yeah. And he had to transform that into an industry that is so uh, misunderstood. You know, when you look at that, you look at his bio, he, on the Elixir website, it says that he's skilled in helping people and companies overcome their psychological, creative, and strategic barriers so that they can achieve their professional, personal, and creative goals. So more than just being a chief marketing officer, this guy's going to be my life coach. <laughs> I want to break through all those barriers. Yeah, well, and, and, and Chris, Chris has got a lot of, uh, lot of experience. He, he actually went to uh, uh, theological or a theology school in, uh, in California. Oh, we're going to talk about that for sure. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, going to be cool. Just, just think about the transition. I mean, you know, everything that he's gone through. And, and of course, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a great guy. I can't wait for him to join the show at the, at the bottom of the hour. Um, of course, uh, today we're going to have KBD, uh, KBMD's Corner, where basically Dr. Brown will uh, do like he's been doing the last uh, seven shows and address some recent research topics and... Uh, you got uh, any previews about what we're going to talk about here in a few minutes? Yeah. So one thing that we always like to do is try and have a little bit of a format here so everyone knows what they're going to get into for this show. So we know we have a fantastic guest. I also want to talk about some recent science that's out there. So we have, fortunately, a graduate student that helps us out, and she sent me a really cool article about ALS, or Lou Gehrig's disease, the same disease that killed Stephen Hawking. Right. 
I have a very personal tie to this because one of my good friends, Dr. Russ Havronik in San Antonio, a gastroenterologist that I've uh, trained with and went to medical school with, his father unfortunately passed away of this. So when I saw this article, which to my knowledge is the first one that actually looks at ALS and CBD, ties in perfectly because we have Chris Husong here, chief marketing officer. Now we can't make disease claims, but we can say is look, it may help some of these different diseases where there really is no treatment. And this is a really cool study that I want to get into. And it's awesome that you even said that because today's show is going to be so incredible and about the way we learn how to balance real information and what we can legally say as a marketing person and then what the consumer can do with both of these angles to kind of piece these puzzles together. Much like the um, episode that we had last time on stem cell. Oh, yeah. You know, there's fascinating, cool stuff. And you're like, why don't more people know about this? Well, Chris has to deal with that every day. He's like, no, we can say this. We can't say this. Oh, my goodness. Yes, that'd be fantastic if we did this. But we have to do it this way because his background, I think it's a perfect background coming from the super regulated industry to an area that is so gray that you really need somebody very disciplined like him to sort of take the reins. And that's why I think Elixinol is such a unique company. Yep, without question. Let's get some of the uh, paying the bills out of the way. And uh, first off the bat, lovemytummy.com forward slash Spoonie. What could that be in reference to? Well, I believe that you are talking about my baby, Atrantil. I am. Atrantil. So we talk about how Atrantil was initially developed for bloating and digestive issues, change in bowel habits, abdominal discomfort. What I am seeing a whole lot of, which is really cool, and we're going to be getting into this. We actually have some guests coming up um, in the next few weeks that are professional triathletes. We have different uh, bodybuilders and things like that that we have slated to come in. One of the things we do realize is that the polyphenols in Atrantil actually increase blood flow to the muscles so that you can have better performance in just about everything. So the polyphenols go to your colon where your own colonic bacteria will break them down into anti-inflammatory and basically antioxidant species so that you can recover from workouts and you can actually increase blood flow. So not only is it good for bloating, but I encourage everyone to go to lovemytummy.com slash spoonie, put in the spoonie code S-P-O-O-N-Y and get 10% off. Hey, just to add, since you did bring up athletes, Autron Teal is the only NSF certified for sport product out there indicated for bloating. What does that mean? So if something is NSF certified for sport specifically, it means that a third party, the NSF foundation has taken the product and they've made certain that everything that you mark on your package is truthful, that it can be backed up, that the claims that you have for your studies are verified and that every single product that makes up the composite or the the product itself is clean. If you're an athlete, you don't have to worry that something you're you're going to take with the NSF certified for sport moniker on it might contaminate a sample or might not do exactly what the uh, the labeling says. So NSF certified for sport is the same thing that uh, registered dietitians that are with MLB, NFL, NCAA, Olympics, Olympics. They look for that little mark to make certain that when they recommend a supplement or an over the counter supplement or aid to their athletes, that it's on there. So they know that it's a, it's a clean product and Autron Teal features that endorsement. That's awesome because a lot of uh, companies don't have that. We pay to play for that. Eventually, I think that what we should have is a KBMD endorsement over here, which just means that we like the product. Yeah. So people will pay us. To, to just say. Absolutely. Well, hey, some quick follow-up from, uh, from uh, last week's show. One of the coolest things is people begin to 
take in uh, Dr. Wade McKenna's. And if you didn't check out episode seven, go back and listen last week. If you have any questions about stem cells, the future of stem cells, what it's like to market stem cells in this FDA overregulated environment, even though you have truth in your hands, go back and listen to episode seven. But once Wade McKenna finished uh, his uh, his episode all week, we've received email. I've even gotten texts. Stem cells are good for hair growth. Stem cells could actually help me with my sciatica that I've been dealing with for a few years. It's amazing what people don't know about stem cells. And then how many people said, I thought whenever I used quote unquote cord blood that I was using stem cells. And it turns out that you're just not. So anyway, last week's feedback, did you get any feedback from last week? I got a ton of feedback. Um, I actually got a ton of feedback. People were, um, I got a lot of calls. People wanted to go. I think a lot of people actually were calling me how to actually get into Dr. Wade McKenna's practice, which I think is awesome because when we have somebody on like that, that can make it, make a difference. I mean, when I sit there and think about this, we are completely underutilizing everybody we've had on this, on the show so far, photobiomodulation, stem cells. Once you get into the science, you're like, wow, the science speaks for itself, much like CBD science, much like Atron Teal, the science holds its own. Yeah. And that's a cool thing. So it's not a marketing gimmick. It's none of this. And that's what Chris is going to talk about. How do you how do you stay above? How do you stay above the bar where everybody else is trying to play a marketing game and you just really want to get out there and help people? It's remarkable whenever you look back and you just mentioned it, photobiomodulation with uh, James Carroll and talking about stem cells last week with uh, Dr. McKenna, the parallels that we're running here with the CBD industry or hemp industry and what the FDA basically is doing because the FDA is at, at, at play in all three of those. We've got truth in results. So true. And you just can't come out and say it. It's crazy. But uh, anyhow, if and uh, you can always go back and check any of our previous episodes. You can always go to iTunes and search for Gut Check Project. So be sure to subscribe and share with a friend. So speaking of share with a friend, so a, a shout out and we need a little help from our audience here. I want to give a shout out to my friend, John Demos, who texted me and said, wow, I'm really liking your show. When you do your Instagram posts, make sure that you have closed caption. And Eric and I stared at each other and we're like, great idea. And we are complete newbies to this kind of thing. So we're like, how do we do that? <laughs> so if you know how to do that, please hit us up so that uh, we can start putting a closed caption or whatever it is on Instagram. Yeah, I'll do you one even better. If you're interested in uh, sharing with us that you would like to, uh, I guess, audition to be our Instagram helper, let us know. (laughs) Go to kbmdhealth.com, find connect, shoot us an email in the form, and uh, we'll holler back at you. I promise we don't know what we're doing with Instagram. And and we really want to know before next week because we've got basically an Instagram star coming on the show. Oh, yeah. And so we've got we got a really cool show next week also. But today is the one that we're focusing on. So please, iTunes, YouTube, YouTube. You can also do the Gut Check Project channel. You can subscribe and share there as well. But uh, we are always here in the Spoonie studio. You can always listen live. It's Spoonie.com. So Spoonie.com, iTunes, Gut Check Project, YouTube, Gut Check Project. Thank you so much. Subscribe and share. So, Dr. Brown, let's head into KBMD Corner. What's on the corner today? Well, let's talk a little bit about some personal stuff Uh-oh. to start. Okay. So, this is kind of interesting. I'm a little bit embarrassed about this. Do you out. know how when sometimes it's too close to you and you don't know what's going on? Well, my mom, unfortunately, she fell, hurt her shoulder about three months ago, and she's been rehabbing. Okay. And I was just talking to her, and I just went, oh, my gosh, did I not send you 
CBD? Did I not? And she goes, no, I don't know. You know, I tried something like that. Some hemp oil is what she tried. And she goes, it didn't do anything. And I was like, okay, let me send you something. So I sent her some bottles with some vitamin D and some fish oil because I believe um, in using these fatty acids to really help brain inflammation and such. Well, I just talked to her a couple days ago, and she was supposed to be doing three more months of rehab. And she goes, oh, Ken, it's so exciting. I don't have to go to rehab anymore. My shoulder feels great. It actually, I'm back to normal. And this is after you sent her everything. This is after I sent her about two weeks of using the CBD. And so she's already on Atrontil and always has been for quite a while. But so after sending the CBD, and then I'm embarrassed because I'm like, oh, my gosh. I mean, my own mom hurt herself, and that would be something I would give a patient immediately. You just forget when it's too close. And then my sister, who's actually a black belt in Aikido, and she's always banging herself up, and her students are always get banged up. My mom gave her a bottle, and she just texted me this morning, said, oh, my gosh, that works so well. The key to this, and we're going to talk about this with Chris, that there are differences in different types of CBD and what is out there and how you market it. So uh, my personal story is, uh, sorry, Mom, I should have given it to you three months ago. Just I was too close to it. We got so much stuff going on. And, you know, fortunately, better late than never, she's doing great. Yeah. Well, no, that's it, it's something you just brought up there. It's kind of interesting. So you said, uh, and I know that we're going to touch on it with Chris, but uh, when James was on, uh, James Carroll from uh, Thor Laser, he talked about yeah. imitators, right? Mm-hmm. And then last week with, uh, with Dr. Wade McKenna, we talked about imitators or people that don't administer stem cells appropriately or may not actually even be utilizing stem cells, but saying that they are. It's or putting in chemicals that'll destroy, destroy the stem them. cells there. Not, probably not to their own fault. They just don't know enough about it. Yeah. Because the, the reality is we've talked about this, the CBD industry, and I'm, I tell my patients this. I said, I'm going to get into a little bit of the science. We're going to explain a little bit. We have this new brochure that explains a little bit, and we get into the fact of what your endocannabinoid system is, how it links the nervous system and the immune system and puts you back in balance. That is so simplistic because the reality is we're going to see a field of medicine called endocannabinology and you're going to see specialists called endocannabinologists. Sure. I'm convinced of it. Sure. I mean, if you have a hepatologist, you have uh, endocrinologists, there's actually no reason why you wouldn't have an endocannabinologist as we begin to learn more about CBD. Absolutely. Totally agree. All right. Um Let's How see. about you? Anything uh, going on in the personal life? Personal life. Uh, the boys, I mean, honestly, the boys are doing great. They're, they're in off-season basketball, hooping it up. I know that seems like uh, the theme, but that's that's really what they're into. But I did go uh, shoot hoop with my youngest earlier this week, and uh, I learned that uh, – Dad is the worst basketball player in the household now. Uh, Mac can drain from all points uh, of of the court. I'm just I'm no match anymore. They're faster than I am, and now that he's basically six foot tall and uh, fifteen, and Gage is about six one now and seventeen, there's mm. there's just not much I can do with with either one of them. So they pretty much dominate. Marie and I are headed down to Paleo FX this week, though. Oh, that's right. Yeah. One, of, one of my favorite conferences. It's going to be a great conference. It's It kind of stinks that, uh, I mean, you're, we're just so busy. You just can't go this week. Well, unfortunately, I have to go to Newark, New Jersey and film a national commercial yeah. for Atron Teal. For Atron Teal. It's time to take Atron Teal to the next level. We're going to be doing some national commercials. So I would love to be at Paleo FX. I would love to be helping out at the Elixinol booth, the KBMD CBD booth. Sure. Slash. And uh, talk about Atron Teal and the uh, the entourage effect with that and CBD. But 
I got to fly up to Newark and um, shoot a commercial, which I'm a little bit nervous about, but yeah. you know, we'll see. Yeah, I understand. But I'll, you know what? I'm going to have uh, Keith and Michelle Norris tune into your commercial as soon as it airs. Big shout out to them. They are the ones that put on Paleo FX. They do a great job. If you've never been down to Paleo FX in Austin, Texas, it is worth your time. You're going to be introduced to a bunch of different things that could possibly change your health. And that's how we found CBD. I was going to say, I'm very partial to um, Paleo FX. Last year, I gave a talk um, and went over really well, talked to a lot of people, had some people give me their books. It was really exciting. It was just, it's just fun to see a like-minded community. I did the Mojo Five O show this morning and we were talking a lot about sugar and the paleo community does not really eat M&Ms. Those guys do M&M <laughs> tasting. You don't find a lot of M&Ms at Paleo FX. Hey, listen, if you're going to have M&Ms, you need to balance it out with some Atron Teal for sure. 100%. Yeah, totally. So yeah, you, you guys are going to have a great time at Paleo FX. Right. I want to make you feel better about you not being able to beat your sons because the only person that can warm Lucas up is my daughter, Carla, because both my wife and I are incapable of even even hitting the ball back against those guys. So no, no volley, no volley. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's super humiliating. I, I film them. I'm like, is it embarrassing that the youngest person in the family is the only person that can warm my son up before matches and vice versa. They warm each other up. It's really cool. That's good though. So, uh, do you have any hits on the, uh, on the corner before uh, Chris joins us? Well, I do want to bring up one thing here. I want to bring up an article. I always try to bring up one article that we're going to talk about. Sure. Now, when we're talking about marketing, Chris Song is going to talk about marketing. A lot of people look at the big, you know, I want to tell everyone about this and so on. I really like to look at disease-specific states. Okay. And the article that we kind of teased at in the beginning here is an article where it, it did a meta-analysis. It was published in the Journal of Neurochemistry here this year, just a couple months ago. And what it looked at is it did a meta-analysis, which is a compilation of studies. Usually meta-analysis have, in the scientific literature, are considered um, to be more robust because you're taking a lot of studies, putting them together. And this is looking at ALS, known as amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, Lou Gehrig's disease. It is a devastating disease. And as I had mentioned earlier, it actually took the life of my good friend, Dr. Russ Havronik, who's a gastroenterologist in San Antonio, and we actually saw... And his, I mean, his, we, his dad. His father. Okay. Correct. We actually saw this progressive disease, and that's the deal about ALS. It, what it does is, if you're unaware of it, I find it to be one of the most devastating diseases out there. There's a book called Tuesdays with Maury that I read back many years ago. Mm -hmm. I think they made a movie about it also. Mm -hmm. Essentially, it's about the, progress, the progression of ALS in somebody that where there was a caregiver helping them out. And you get a feeling about how it just slowly chips away. And what it does is this damages the nerves that control muscles. So over time, all of your muscles weaken to the point where they cannot contract, eventually hitting the diaphragm so you can't breathe. Hmm. You lose the ability to speak because you can't control your tongue. You lose the ability. Fine motor movement changes first because the small muscles go yeah. and you can't button things. I mean, it's just a debilitating, but you keep your mind. Eventually, you have some mind changes. And they don't really understand why it is. They believe that there's a small genetic component. But really what it is, it's an excitatory issue with the nerves releasing too many of certain chemicals okay. that eventually do not allow the... Um, do not allow the muscles to contract. In other words, the nerve tries to stimulate the muscle and it doesn't work. So this was quite a while ago. I've been in practice for 17 years. Russ and I went to both med school and fellowship together. It was during 
residency, so we're talking 20-some years ago, 25 years ago, I didn't know anything about CBD. In fact, I didn't know anything about CBD until just a few years ago. So this study came out where it actually showed that um, they looked at mice and they looked at their ability to travel distance. They looked at their grip strength. They actually put them through some sort of little American ninja course where they had them hang upside down on a net. So like a Jacob's Ladder kind of thing. It was, yeah, it was, it was really, it was fascinating. Then they made them run on a wheel. And what they did is they, they actually looked at those that had, that were given CBD and those that were the control group. Uh-huh. And what they showed across the board in this meta-analysis is that those mice, I'm sorry, let me preface that the mice were genetically uh, predisposed to have ALS. So they all had ALS. Oh, okay. Okay. And what they did is that they showed uh, that the mice that were on CBD could actually run further. The mice could cling longer on a net. They actually increased their grip strength, running wheel activity, and they had improved survival, and they did not have weight loss. When they looked at all these studies, something stood out to me that was very interesting. They were all given CBD. One particular study that they looked at used a MAGL inhibitor. Now, what MAGL is, is that's the enzyme that breaks down 2-AG, one of your endogenous endocannabinoids. Mm -hmm. One of these days, we're going to get into the deep science about the endocannabinoid system. It gets a little complex. That's a drug that's in study, and it's called KML29. So it's fascinating that the FDA is over here trying to regulate. Right. And then in the background, you've got drug companies trying to develop drugs to manipulate the system. If they can figure it out, that's awesome. But it was really interesting because the MAGL inhibitor was not as good as the traditional CBD. And so what they found is that CB1 and CB2 agonists, in other words, CBD, significantly delayed the decline of motor function when compared to the control group. And they showed a consistent 12 to 25 days longer of normal motor function. And in the mouse world, what you're doing is you're really improving that. So right now, there's no treatment for this. They've got a couple drugs available, one called Realutech and one called Redicava. Redicava. I'm not even sure that that was around when Russ's dad was sick. They said that it could potentially slow down the progression by a month or two. Wow. Yeah. Super expensive. Month or two, that's it. I remember at the time when, we, when I was talking to Russ, he was flying all over the country, taking his dad everywhere. And they were trying everything. They were looking at using creatine and different things like that. So here we have this deal where we've got a, now you can't just translate mouse models to humans, but it's really one of the first step in trying to figure some stuff out. My deal is that we know that CBD helps in many different ways. And I'm not saying that this is a disease claim. I'm not saying that this is functioning and will help, but it certainly can't hurt and might help. Right. So when you have a very specific disease group like ALS, it's a desperate group with no significant treatment. I think it's fascinating that these guys went through the trouble of putting together this mouse data to actually try and figure this out. So here we have grip strength, upside down, running, all of it, which means that there is some potential that this could actually help this very devastating disease in this very small group of people because it's rare. But when it does affect you, it affects everybody. It may affect one person. So the number, the thing that we always talk about is when we say disease, oh, this is the incidence of this disease. This is the prevalence of this disease. As somebody who lost my dad at a young age, it affects more than just the person that dies. Sure. The prevalence or the incidence of a disease affects everyone around them.
Right. So I think that if we can help those people with ALS, if you know anybody with ALS, um, Lou Gehrig's disease, this is something to maybe show them. And we can certainly uh, forward this article to anybody that would like this. So really. Any of these studies that utilize a, a mouse, I mean, all, all of the drugs they began and, and, and started there to try to find out if this is a workable model. And unfortunately, with today's highly regulated environment, you can't just keep going forward. But for trying to help people connect the dots, this the CBD is safe to take and you shouldn't have any serious side effects, certainly by consuming CBD. It just so happens that in this mouse model, we saw these improvements. Draw from the conclusions what you will, but this is what I've seen. And I mean, I think that uh, we're hinting in the uh, in the correct direction. I just think that it's, you know, this is, we're, we're offering hope. Sure. When scientists like this do this, you just offer a little bit of hope. Yep. And um, it is a devastating disease. And we just want to see people and just offer them something, an alternative. Right. And if they can, even if they feel a little bit better. Well, we've got 20 seconds left here. In just a moment, we are going to be joined by Chris Husong, the Vice President of Marketing and Communications at Elixinol, a hemp industry marketing expert. This is going to be incredible. This is going to be very exciting. I'm super excited. Let's do this. Let's do it. All right. We'll see you all here in about two minutes. Dr. Ken Brown here, host of Gut Check Project with my co-host, Eric Rieger. Eric, we've been seeing Mojo guys over there and over here at Spoonie talk about Atrontil for bloating. I've seen in my practice that Atrontil is a whole lot more than just a bloating product. Yes, it does a whole lot more than just fix bloating because of the polyphenols that you find in Atrontil. You're exactly right. The polyphenols are those molecules that we find in the Mediterranean diet. It makes vegetables and fruits very colorful. What are some of the things that these polyphenols do, Eric. These polyphenols can actually stop inflammation. They can help you have more energy. They can help you with anti-aging. And polyphenols are great for athletes. It sounds like it's going to help a whole lot more people than just bloating. Tell me how everybody should be taking Atrontil. If you want to dose Atrontil, it's two capsules three times a day, basically with your meals. But if you aren't bloated and you just want that polyphenol intake every day, two to three capsules a day will work for you. Go to lovemytummy.com slash spoonie. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your Dish-authorized retailer now. 800-570-6630. 800-570-6630. That's 800-570-6630. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. It looks like you're losing. I am. Are I'm, you losing weight? I am losing. I've lost about 10 pounds. How are you doing it? It's a funny name, but I've done it with Riduzone, R-A-D-U-Zone.com, and the stuff works. It's, you know, you get into all that, the molecule this and the found in that. All I can tell you is it, it's a, it makes you feel full and it keeps your mind off of wanting to overeat. And also boost your metabolism yes, so you're it burning does. more. Yeah, it Try does. it today. It's going to work for you like it's worked for Brad and countless other people. RidUZone.com. R-I-D-U-Zone.com. Okay, welcome back to the second half hour, episode eight of the Gut Check Project. I'm Eric Rieger, joined by your host, Dr. Kenneth Brown. And now we have the Vice President of Marketing and Communications at Elixinol, 
Mr. Chris Husong. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Dude, he's got a better radio voice than you and I both. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, well, you guys have the better face for radio. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first, one of the first things that Chris asked whenever he sat down, it said, uh, do you guys do uh, one headphone or two? And then Ken and I looked at each other and said, we, we do two, because we didn't know not to do that. <laughs> so, uh, but anyhow, uh, just a quick reset. Um Thank you for joining the show. Thank you again for having me. Absolutely. Gut Check Project is brought to you by Autron Teal as well as KBMD CBD. You can find KBMD CBD at kbmdhealth.com. And it just so happens that Chris may happen to know a little bit about KBMD CBD as well. What do you think? Uh, what do you Powered, think by Powered, Powered by Elixinol. Powered by Elixinol. <laughs> Powered by Elixinol. So... Chris, you, uh, you're now in Dallas. That's where our studio is. I am in Dallas here with you guys. Thanks for having me. I uh, grew up in Plano, just down the road. Just down I the did road. not know that. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's where I live right now. So. Yeah, right on Teakwood. Oh, okay. All right. Right in the middle. That was back when there was still uh, some farmland in, uh, in yeah, the area. Yeah, there were some roads that were definitely not paved back then. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, while you... Uh, have made your journey all the way to being a market expert. Uh, what, what you got? Um, you know, this is fascinating. Remember I was telling you about Russ and his dad? Yeah. Well, he's just calling me right here. He's trying to call in. So let me hook him up because he wants to describe a little bit oh, about, wow. about about his experience. Hold oh, on one second. Hey, Chris, Great you, timing. Kismet, yeah. right? Yeah, hey, man, fantastic. Well, well, they'll get that set up. Um, well, in the meantime, while we're getting uh, the call set up, which this will be our first time we've ever had a live caller. Wow. All for you, Chris. That's awesome. Well, while we're waiting, let's just say go Wildcats for Plano West. Yeah, Wildcats. Nice, nice. Let's keep it going. Absolutely. So from Plano, yep. You, uh, you. How long were you in Plano? Did you graduate high school there? No. So I was born in uh, Fort Stockton, Texas. Oh, right. A home Out of West. Ju- Judge Judge Roy being the hanging judge. The hanging judge. That's right. Also the largest uh, groundhog population in Texas right. <laughs> at the time. I did not know that. So February 2nd is probably a pretty, uh, pretty, <laughs> pretty happening day. Pretty big deal day. down there. Yeah. But no, I moved to all over uh, Texas with my dad, who's an engineer for General Electric. Oh, okay. So we were all over the place and then uh, moved to California. Right. And I graduated college out there and uh, jumped around all sorts of places since then. What was your degree in? Theology. Theology. Yeah. That's right. This is great for what I'm doing, preaching about hemp and CBD now. Yeah. Wait, but I think that in all honesty, we're going to find out there's actually quite a bit of similarity and there's going to be a lot of, uh, of congruent messaging. Well, there, there, there is a lot of congruent messaging and, and we can get super deep on it if you'd like. Uh, but, uh, overall, I mean, Are we, we talk- talking about theology or CBD, both. We get deep both. on both. I we can get real deep on both, but uh, cause I think they're highly connected. Um, I think one of, you know, I don't know how far you want to get into this right now, but CBD itself I think it's is one of the main things in the endocannabinoid system that's gonna allow us all to have better empathy. Sure. Which is what is causing so much disregard and disconnection in our society right now. Right. And if we can all take a significant amount of quality C B D and improve our ability for our brain to connect with people and, and not have social anxiety and connect to people, then we're gonna actually be able to improve our culture and and uh, not have all these great divides. So I would assume that probably whenever you were uh, studying theology, that that may not have been your attitude towards CBD or hemp products, or if that was even on your radar. That oh my time. gosh. Uh, cannabis and CBD and hemp was bad. Sure. You know, the devil's weed right back then. And the, it's definitely not something that um, I supported. I told my kids said, 
you know, don't do dumb stuff, listen to dad and don't do drugs. And cannabis was definitely one of those things. And uh, I had to change my tune uh, much later in life. And my mom actually grew cannabis and marijuana while uh, she was raising us in Texas and Oklahoma. And back when it was illegal, she was like one of the original. Remember that? Your uh, mom was? Yeah. She was original OG that sold that stuff, man. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, being the rebellious teenager, decided I'm going to put on a three-piece suit and go learn religion and, you know, look down from my por- perch on people. And obviously I had to you know, humble myself and admit mom was right the whole time. That is so fascinating. Hey, uh, I don't want to break the story whatsoever, but I think we have our first caller. So this is going to be oh. Dr. Russ of Ronick, San Antonio. He is patched in. And uh, Russ, can you hear us? Good morning. Hey, what's oh, happening? Oh, man, this is awesome. I was uh, Obviously, you heard the show this morning. I was talking about you and your dad. I did. I appreciate that. That's, uh, uh, it means a lot. It does. So, uh, Russ, whenever you found out that your dad had ALS, um, when, when you looked at the options that were on the table, what, and, and you being a physician, what did you think of the landscape and what did you think the options would be, uh, for him? And then now looking back to what, uh, what Ken's talking about in terms of CBD and ALS, what, I mean, I've lost my dad, you've lost your dad, Ken's lost his dad and you know, it's, it, it's no fun for anyone. And you always wish that you had the experiences of, of technology later. What, what do you wish that you could take back to in, in time from what we've learned now? Yeah, so it's interesting you mention that. You know, my my dad started getting sick with ALS uh, back when Ken and I were in medical school. Um, and, and those of you familiar with the disease, it's just I mean, it's a shitty disease, right? I mean, it just really is. I mean, there's just you just see this man who was a pillar of strength, and it just wastes him away to nothing, to where they couldn't hold a hammer, he couldn't climb a ladder, and, and the most devastating part of that for us was when he started getting the pseudo barbara parts and, and couldn't even carry on a conversation and eat well anymore. And, you know, back then, there was nothing for it, right? It was one of those diseases like pancreatic cancer. You've got it. Sorry. I, there's just nothing we can do. And then I moved down here to San Antonio, started going through residency and fellowship, and hooked up with uh, Carding Jackson, who's a neurologist down here, amazing woman who runs a big ALS clinic here in South Texas. And I started flying my dad down twice a year, and she'd see him. And, and even in her clinic, it was it was through experimental things. It was kind of false hope. It was some anti-inflammatories. There wasn't anything that worked and there were days when it looked like he'd maybe get a little stronger and, and days when he wouldn't now 15 years looking back you know that he's been gone there's been so much advancement in so many of these neurologic diseases and it's these natural types of things that seem to keep coming up as potential cures for this and to have even had an opportunity to have him try something like this back then I, I'd give my right arm for looking back you know I would because you, you lose that and you don't get that back yeah that's um I think when you talked about the pseudobulbar, what he's referring to is is that the inability to swallow and the inability mm-hmm. to, to form words. Yeah. So I remember when your dad would come visit and we would all go to your we would gather as residents, we would go to the pool and he would mumble words that only a wife of thirty years could understand mm-hmm. and she would translate. So he was still completely with it, couldn't communicate. But that kind of shows also the bond that a husband and wife can have. Watching mm. your mom be able to understand what your dad was trying to say was very touching to all of us. And, you know, in, in talking with him then, that's the part he hated the most. Because you, you've got your friends. You know, you, you go out, you have some cocktails, you have a dinner, you carry on a fun conversation. When you're like that, your friends don't want to hang out with you anymore because it's hard and embarrassing to, 
to say I don't know what you're saying. So there were times when yeah, my dad loved to drink beer. I love to drink beer. Right? We're small town Nebraska. That's how we grow up up there. So when he got to that point in his disease, and he, we had the decision to finally have a peg tube, a feeding put tube put into his stomach because he couldn't swallow much anymore. When he'd come down, he and I and Ken and us, we'd sit around and we'd drink beer and, and Dad would suck some up in a Tumi syringe and squirt it through his feeding tube. <laughs> and we'd all just have a beer together. And it was awesome. Yeah. And, and one of the greatest things I remember doing with my dad back then when he got to where he couldn't talk was I, I flew up and picked him up and took him up to Minnesota and we went fishing and camping for a weekend. And we sat around the campfire and we'd just drink until I couldn't really talk either. And then we'd sit there and come up with each other. And, and, it was, and, and I loved it. And I loved it. But that's what that disease did to him and nothing we tried worked. And I think that what we're seeing now with this is that we can talk on a molecular (laughs) level of how potentially the endocannabinoid system works on these neurotransmitters. And, you know, Russ, we have Chris Hussong on the show today, who's the marketing director of Elixinol. And he was just telling, uh, yeah, he was just talking about how his mom actually was one of the original OGs raising, um, or she was growing marijuana. And he went to theology school, kind of rebelled in yeah. the opposite way like if you're <laughs> if you're a pastor you're going to rebel yeah. and grow weed if, you're, if your mom's growing weed you're going to rebel and go to theology school yeah I yeah love it. and then you grow up and you find out you know what you go back to the things your parents did because it worked and it made sense mom was right all right? along yeah yeah i mean i joke i laugh about that all the time because i grew up you know my dad was you know country music and bud light and I, so i listened to rock and roll and <laughs> drank other things now I'm 50 and I listen to country music and drink Bud Light. <laughs> you know, you try to go back to your roots after time. So that's awesome that you did that because you find those things, they worked. We just didn't know it. Yep. We just didn't know it back then. Hey, Russ, in your gastroenterology practice, are you incorporating uh-huh. any type of um, natural alternative, anything like that? You know, I do. And, and I'm big into that stuff because I have a real high population of people that are educated on that. You know, it's a younger patient population. Uh, that I have, and they're so internet savvy, and a lot of them come to me already knowing a lot about these things and having read a lot about these things. It's all out there when you look, which I think is awesome. So I do. Um, I have uh, naturopathic doctors that I work with. I have a lot of patients on CBD oils, not just for things like this that we're talking about, but my, my ulcerative colitis and Crohn's patients, my chronic nausea patients, my chronic pain patients. And it's like everything. It works for some and it, does for so, it doesn't for some. Well, I want you to tune into the rest of the show because what, what you're going to find is that, and what I found, is that not all CBD is created equal. And so when some people that. say things, and so that. we have Chris on right here, and that I, I'm i very, I think I have a similar mantra where I have a lot of patients that come into me, and they're already, they're like, I already tried CBD. Like my mom tried hemp oil, yeah. mm-hmm. which probably was hemp seed oil, now that I think about it, in Omaha. Mm-hmm. And so it's like all things, you know, not all CBD is created equal. That's what we're going to get into today for the rest of the show, talking about this. How do you market that? How do you get the word out? That just because you tried this blanket term CBD, you know, you got to really make sure that they've got a certificate of analysis and all that. So I want you to, if you've had patients that it didn't work on, listen to the rest of the show because it may be that the Powered by Elixinol brand is what you really need. Yeah, that's exactly what we need to hear. So I'm, um, I'm glad you guys are doing this, and thanks for involving me and, and bringing back the memory of my dad today. No, uh, man, I thank you, you so much there. for calling awesome. in and being vulnerable and talking about that. I think it's real important yeah. for, um, you know, I, I'm the same way. I love talking about my dad. It's been, you know, many years now, 30 years yeah. since he died. So, Yeah, I'm lucky enough to still have my dad, but some of my fondest memories are 
him drinking Coors Light on the boat uh, here in Texas. So, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I remember we had, a, we had a name for Coors Light in Nebraska. I don't know if I can say it on your I radio. Bet you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, piss you water. Piss it. water. Yeah. Come on. I remember we Russ. We piss water. Yeah, it was piss water. So, so Russ and I went to medical school together, and that means that we we went through some real lean years where we were broke-ass med students. Yeah. And your dad would oh, come yeah. to visit. And we would purposely go to bars where they would offer like specials. Like in this bar, it was, you know, nickel, whatever. And I remember your dad's like, I'm just going to have a Bud Light. And we're like, yeah, but, you know, such and such beer is like 50% off. You get a cup like, for five cents. Yeah, it's like five cents. <laughs> and your dad was real cool. He's like, I'm going to stick with Bud Light. Yeah. yeah. I've got yeah. a job, gentlemen. afford the dollar fifty. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a whole $5 bill in my pocket. <laughs> Russ, Life thank you so years, much uh, for calling in. This is awesome that uh, you're our first caller ever, and I certainly uh, definitely appreciate it. Nah, I appreciate you guys, and and we'll keep we'll keep listening, man. Thanks for all you do. All up right, there. buddy, appreciate it. All right, see you, Russ. Well, um, Chris, should we talk about beer some more? Yeah, we can definitely <laughs> talk about beer. Well, you know what? I'll say this: I remember um, listening to a podcast where one of the reasons why beer may be so popular is because the hops in it actually have a endo or they actually have a cannabinoid like molecule so um my understanding is that that was all made up oh really yeah <laughs> uh, that some, awesome. some 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 uh, marketing guy used his powers for evil instead of good and that uh, the two companies that are and it kind of leads to what you were talking about uh, not all cbd's made the same two companies that were behind those actually had to admit that there was those studies were completely false no kidding yeah that is fascinating i have a feeling like i'm gonna have i think chris is gonna sit here and just burst bubbles all morning long just, <laughs> no but they, they, no, i actually enjoy I'm just that. gonna be dropping some truth bombs how yeah. about that no that's awesome well we were just wrapping up so you uh to get into the hemp industry because chris had talked about his trek from uh from fort stockton to plano out to uh, out to california and then you spent a little time in Germany. Germany, where I did learn a lot about beer. You did learn a lot about beer. You spent some time in Germany? That's <laughs> three, awesome. Three and a half years going to high school there and uh, you know, going to prom and castles and all sorts of fun stuff. Yeah, that's a little, a little different than doing yeah. it in Gainesville like we did. Or in Plano, where I would have done it. Sure, sure. Yeah. So then a after school, you then got into uh, some regulatory. Uh, yeah, highly regulated. Um, I figured out... Uh, this uh, beeper and pager and wireless thing was going to be a big deal. So I started selling cell phones and pagers and, you know, $5 a minute type technology and, and got into the technology world and, you know, got into when Sprint was in one market. It could, you can only use your cell phone in Fresno. That was okay. it. And then, uh, you know, we've been growing since then. Moved from there into the finance world and uh, helped in a lot of regulatory world in there and helping market under a lot of rules and regulations. And while I was there, um, I met a guy who was doing a documentary on cannabis and he was putting together all these different case studies and all these different uh, videos and clips of these people that had been healed by cannabis. And at that time I was like, you know, bunch of stoners. And uh, <laughs> did you just out of curiosity yeah. with a, with a theology background, no. did you carry a bias with these going into these other careers or were you more open-minded at this point? Well, based on my initial upbringing by my mom, who was very open-minded, um, I was, I was always questioning, you know, authority and questioning things. And through that entire process, even going through theology school, I was questioning, you know, everything around me, you know, the minute that, 
and again, I don't know how deep you want to get into religion here, but the minute that I heard about the apothecary, you know, how they, the canonization of all of the books and how they got into the Bible, I started to start questioning a lot when, you know, they try and teach you that the Bible is a hundred percent, the word of God. And then you decide to figure out that it was about 15 white guys in a room that decided which books were in the Bible. And, uh, you know, they, they puts a little doubt in your head. You sure. Know? I don't, I don't know that 15 guys can agree about anything and, uh, definitely wouldn't trust something like that. That's guiding so many people's lives to buy 15 guys in a room. So it's, it's definitely, uh, you know, been something I'm always open-minded and looking at things and questioning things. I'm, uh, uh, quick to decide and slow to change my mind. So if I see something that's right, you know, I'll usually jump right in and stick with it maybe too long. And then, uh, just, you know, then I'll, but I'll learn my lesson sooner or later. Quick to decide, slow to change my mind. That is a, that is a great line. Yeah, it is. It's like, uh, you make a decision, but, uh, but it's, you know, you don't have to make the right decision, but make your decision right. Yeah. A lot of times, I mean, we've all read it. It's a little cliche, but sure. You know, um, perfect is sometimes the enemy of good. Right. And, uh, I know I, I like to move fast and make the decisions what I, what I believe in my gut. Um, I think that if more people moved that way, things would get done a lot faster. And a lot of things, I think doubt, self-doubt challenges a lot of us. And from a marketer, um, you know, I, I like to empower people to make the right decisions and give them the right information. Cause I learned early on in, in my sales careers that when people tell, you no, it's, it's primarily cause they don't have enough information to say yes. And the more information we can give them, the more education we can give them, then they can move forward. So it's just that self doubt, that little gut thing that we need to move them on. Let me ask you a question as sure. a marketer. One of the things that I have run into with my colleagues, I've run yeah. into coworkers and things is that, um, when somebody is so, entrenched in their belief mm -hmm. they get this cognitive dissonance where it's almost like they're illogical from then on because right. it's and religion parallels that tremendously if there's anything that has cognitive dissonance is when somebody has their religion and you're like look i'm just saying that this and this, like you said it's 15 white dudes in a room you know maybe it's not everything and i've you know there's a lot of things i grew up catholic so i'm I'm, I'm a recovering Catholic and we, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of things I look back on. And I'm like, huh? Now there's a lot of things that were really good about it. Right. Discipline, um, you know, l learning empathy, learning these different things, learning to be held accountable for what you do. There's higher good, there's higher good, all this other stuff, all that. There's tons that I took away from theology and take away from Christianity and many of the religions that I've studied. Um, but absolutely one of the things that Jesus did and many other of the of the prophets, they questioned authority and they questioned things. And so it's, it's really important that we teach our kids and we teach people to question, you know, why is CBD bad? Why, yeah. why is cannabis bad? You know, that doesn't make any sense. And, you know, if you really want to get deep on some of the, the uh, conspiracy theories of how this all got illegal, we, illegal, we could get down that road too, because it is crazy. Well, let me tell you what, first of all, this is not at all where I thought we'd be going with this, <laughs> this lecture. This is awesome. Yeah, it's great. We jump right into a lot of parallels that with this. So what I wanted to ask you as a marketer, yeah, how do you as a marketer overcome this cognitive dissonance? Right. So primarily it's education, right? What, what sits in front of me and what changed my mind is the facts, right? When you look at some kid or some mom or some dad, that is life has been changed because they're taking CBD on a regular basis. They went from not being able to talk to being able to, st 
to talk. You know, they went from 300 seizures a day to no seizures, right? Those type of things you can't deny, right? Something's working. So if you're able then to dig into why is that, you know, like Raphael Mishulam started, right? He went to go discover why we get high, right? And then he found the endocannabinoid system. And then he's figured out there's more than one cannabinoid. Can you, there's a lot of people that don't know who that is. I've done, I've read a lot about him. Could you just explain who he is? Sort of the godfather. Yeah, he's the godfather of the endocannabinoid system. And he's the one that in, in Israel went to go to uh, study why THC affects people. And he, through his studies, um, found the endocannabinoid system and the CB1 and CB2 receptors and why we get high and started then digging into the plant and finding that there's many more cannabinoids and found CB1 and CBN and CBG and all these things. And he's really the one that has brought this to the forefront for everyone. And only because he was trying to figure out why people get high and, and moved forward from there. A true scientist. Yep. And also somebody who discovered something that I didn't learn about at med school. No, nine, 9% of medical schools now teach about it. That's nine, it. I'm surprised it's nine. That's like it. literally, I think that's higher than what I would have said. I would have said 0%. It's uh, to me, it's still shocking right? that it's that low that it's, I mean, I, yeah. I understand coming from the medical field where you weren't taught about it. So that makes sense. Right. But even 9% of sure. all the doctors out there, uh, how much impact just this one cannabinoid has made. Can you imagine if 20% of our doctors knew about how this, I mean, the doctors that, that I talk to every day, you know, they run the gamut. Some are like, yes, all day. And some are like, are you crazy? I'll lose my license. Right. And that's the education back to what you were talking about. How do you change the minds? What Elixinol has done and worked with people like you is to make sure that those influencers of the health and wellness world, those health professionals out there, those doctors are equipped with education. So, cause they're going to make the biggest impact. You know, I could go sell a bunch of this online and put all sorts of ads out there and clicks and hit there. But what we've decided to do is focus primarily on helping health professionals to learn about our product because they're going to make the big impact in the community. So they, I think that that is, uh, I'm sorry about that. I think that, um, is it Paul? Paul. Yep. Yeah. Our founder. So when joy was here, she was describing your, you, Paul, Gabe, your etiology is not so much just to move product. It's to educate the world so that this all becomes something bigger. And hundred percent, hundred percent. Our founder, Paul, you know, is pretty much a citizen of the world. You know, he considers himself one of those guys that, that doesn't belong to any one country that belongs to the, all of the world. And he's trying to make big changes. CBD is just one of them. You know, he's been a hemp pioneer since the nineties, right. And made the very first hemp bar, you know, because it had so many omega threes and omega sixes and nobody was getting those essential fats, right. You know, you had to get them from meat is what they were trying to tell you. And he said, no, you can get it from the plants and you can start getting those things because you could lit so many people on plant diets were deficient and there was no reason because we had hemp. Fascinating. When I met you and Christy Thiel at yep. Paleo FX two years ago, I knew nothing. Was it two or three? We're is, coming up on the third one it, now. Is it three? Yeah. I'm bad. It's probably three. You're probably right because I gave a lecture last year. Sure. Yeah. So this is, so is going to be three. Yeah. You're going to the third Paleo FX. Yeah. That's right. So um, what happened to me was I just walked by the booth and I was just bleh. Christy just said, you just got to do blah, blah, blah. Well, just that happens with everyone. Christy just, just brings vomiting. everybody in. She's such a great evangelist. Yeah, for the- she, she is. But it was literally, it's like, I don't know what you're talking about, yeah. but I dig your enthusiasm. Send a case to my office. There you go. And I gave away the whole case. You and didn't take any? 
I didn't. Well, I I oh, okay, took. Okay. Well, okay. I gave away all but one bottle. <laughs> okay, okay, just check. Um, I gave away all but one bottle, and what I found is, is that I, I guess maybe I got two kids. It was twenty four. I think I had twenty two people come back after the bottle ran out, the big bottle, the thirty six hundred, and say I want more. And I went, okay, we're on to something. Yep. I mean, and I gave it to them. I didn't. I mean, so I just ate the cost, and I went because I wanted to see, unbiased, just right. take it. Just tell me tell what me, you think. Just tell me what you think. And a true scientist. A true, yeah. So I had like twenty-two of twenty-four people come back, and I went, "Okay, we're onto something here." Yep. Now I need to start teaching myself. Now I need to really start educating myself. And it all starts with that. It starts with just a domino effect, and that's what um, that's what I'm doing right now. We're going to be talking a lot about the actual science of stuff and disease states that I'm helping, not claiming, but um, we're supporting. Supporting exactly. So you, we kind of hit on a lot of different topics here, but uh, some things that we can carry over into the next hour that I think the listeners will really like, and it's your approach, Chris, which is basically you, you said you, you, you should be comfortable challenging dogma, you, and you really should. If you're going to find something, and that doesn't just mean looking at hemp and saying, um, I think that's taboo, but I need to find out more about it to see if I can change my mind. There's also incidents where you may say, Hemp is everything, but I need to make sure that it's everything that everybody says that it is. Absolutely. And then, uh, then we also need to talk about the environment that allows us to foster this kind of growth, because there's a reason, if I remember the story correctly, that the discovery was made in Israel. It wasn't, uh, wasn't able, or we weren't able to have those kinds of experiments here to find the endocannabinoid system in a uh, state side, because our government prevented that from happening. So the fact that we're at 9% of med schools, it's surprising that it's grown that much. At the same time, it should be 100%. So we can get into some really deep topics in terms of how do we carry this message forward? How do we make it available to more people? How do we present the facts so that people know that you're not selling them snake oil, that you're not telling them that you know it, it fixes broken bones and lowers your gas bill? Because it doesn't do those things. Really? No, or, I'm just kidding. Or does it? <laughs> but Actually, I think... Um, Fixing broken bones and lowering gas bill, the FDA and FTC has no problem with those claims. But it is say it, I could probably make a correlation to a lower gas bill if I wanted to. Yeah, Just, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> regulates your system, brings it to homeostasis. You don't need to turn up the heater. No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> but the practical application of, of CBD is really where your expertise is because you've made this journey. Right. You made this journey of I don't believe in it to this is incredible. I've got to spread this news and the right way to do so. Well, you are much more well-rounded than I was anticipating. This is really cool. You've got, one of the things is you've got a very calm nature, but I would have this nervous energy about, oh my gosh, I'm sitting on this just amazing thing. Why aren't, why doesn't everybody get it? But you seem very methodical about it, I should say. Well, um, I I do have what is known as very laid back nature. Um, People have been thinking I was high my whole life when I wasn't. <laughs> they want to buy weed from me when I didn't have it. So it's it's just in my nature. Um, but absolutely, uh, it, I'm very thoughtful about how we communicate this because it's important. You know, there is a lot of weight to what we're doing. This is, uh, you know, even bigger than the internet boom in the 90s. And uh, it's going to change a lot of things. You know, if you think about it, CBD and hemp could replace the entire Johnson & Johnson catalog. Yeah. So that hits on something that we can definitely tackle in the next hour. And I think that uh, the listeners have, uh, I've gotten two email about it already that specifically want to know how can we put facts and research yeah. behind what we're going to do. And in the next hour, we can definitely talk about 
what it is that a medical practitioner can do, what it is that a consumer can do, what it is that an allied health professional can do Mm -hmm. so that they can better spread the message to allow people that are suffering or just simply want to improve their quality of life, add hemp and hemp products to, to their, uh, their daily routine to see if, if they can basically get a better balance. So homeostasis, homeostasis, getting back to balance, getting back in balance. Well, that is going to wrap up this first uh, half hour with Chris Hussong. We will be back here in about four and a half minutes. Thank you all. See you in just a moment. This is the only 24-hour, take-anywhere platform dedicated to food and fun. We're Spoonie. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. Former Vice President Biden, the 20th Democrat, to announce his candidacy for the party's presidential nomination. Biden's one of the most recognizable names in politics, the most experienced candidate in this field, and at 76, its second oldest. He'll face questions about whether his age and more moderate record are out of touch with a Democratic Party featuring younger and more liberal contenders. Correspondent Sagar Magani, American University political science professor James Thurber, says if he hopes to win, Biden will have to find a way to connect with younger voters. He's really running against his own record to a certain extent, and he's and he has to persuade a new generation that he's got the right ideas to help America and them. President Trump writing on Twitter this morning, welcome to the race, Sleepy Joe. Russian President Putin says he'll be briefing both Beijing and Washington on his summit with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. Putin says Kim expresses a willingness to give up his nuclear weapons if he can secure an ironclad security guarantee first. A woman and her two young children died when the family car was caught up in floodwaters in the rolling plains of West Texas, about 75 miles southwest of Fort Worth. Storm Prediction Center meteorologist Matt Moser says one of two, one to two inches of rain has fallen in West Texas, although some areas did see a bit more. That's not that anomalous of a rainfall amount, but over it adds up over over days and weeks, and so it's been a pretty wet winter in that area, and so that's what caused the, the flooding issues. Two homes in the City Hall office of Baltimore Mayor Catherine Pugh have been raided by FBI and IRS agents. There's no word on exactly what they're looking for. Stocks are mixed on Wall Street this morning. Right now, the Dow down sharply. It's off 203 points, while the NASDAQ is up 38 points. More on these stories at townhall.com. Fast Track student loans can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop collection calls, and stop seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and get your student loan payments down to as little as $25 a month based on what you can afford to pay. 800-709-4395-800-709-4395-800-709-4395-800-709-4395. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? Mm. What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You 
you can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. 800-218-6473-800-218-6473-800-218-6473. That's 800-218-6473. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-452-1075. 800-452-1075. That's 800-452-1075. Okay, welcome back to the Gut Check Project. This is going to be the second hour of episode number eight. I'm Eric Rieger, joined with your host, Ken Brown, Dr. Ken Brown, gastroenterologist here in uh, Dallas or Plano, Texas, as well as Chris Song, the Vice President of Marketing and Communication for Elixinol. Well, that last half hour was very enlightening. Very oh, enlightening. It was fun. All inroads lead to the truth. But well, uh, everything good starts with a beer conversation, right? <laughs> a beer and God conversation. <laughs> wow. Well, hey, uh, for all of our listeners, if you ever listen to the Spoonie Network, which is the host uh, network of Gut Check Project, be sure and check out mojo50.com, and you can also find the Morse code. Brandon Morse hosts a great show on there that starts every day, 1 p.m. Eastern. That is Brandon Morse of the Morse Code. You just talked to Brandon not even 20 seconds ago in the hallways. You returned back to the show. I did, and I was on their show this morning. I tell you what, whatever he is on I want that energy. That guy's got just truckloads of energy. He does tons of writing. He's a copywriter. He's got several shows. He's Love got a, that guy. He's got a good beard. He's got. Let's <laughs> find a shame. It's I, the M and M's, right? Is yeah, it, <laughs> it is. Yeah, I've been. Uh, you know what? I've got beard envy for everybody. I think I'm on two and a half years growing this one right now, and uh, this is all I can do. I went down to skin yesterday. Just popped back up. Oh, but, yeah. just, whatever. <laughs> this, took, this took me like forty years to get. <laughs> Uh, one more uh, mention here in our live ad read is uh, going to be KBMD CBD. Uh, the man to my right works for the company, uh, Elixinol, that powers this. And there's a reason behind that. But KBMD CBD, you can find at kbmdhealth.com. Uh, it is physician recommended by the physician that's sitting across the table from me right now. So we can get into some really deep topics in terms of the CBD with this man to my right. Mr. Chris Husong, and uh, we just finished the last half hour talking about essentially finding the truth. And it doesn't have to be all one direction or all another direction. It's okay to question even your own, your own new revelations in terms of what you think of hemp or what you think of driving a car. Everything should always be open for question. Would you say, Chris? Yeah, I think, I think absolutely that uh, you got to find your truth and, and search for it and find out what works for you. I mean, we were just talking earlier how you, uh, when you first met us, got t- 24 bottles of our product, 22 people came back to get it. There was yeah. a couple people decided it didn't work for them. I mean, uh, CBD itself, high quality CBD is an amazing product. And I think everybody should be taking it every day, but some people decide that, you know, it's not working for them and that's, that's okay. Well, it's really interesting because one of the things that we talk about that I'd like to get into from a marketing standpoint, we purposely, 
our brochure, what I wanted to address was a couple things that my patients always talk about. Number one, why did I get involved with it? Number two, what is your endocannabinoid system getting back in balance? What are the things that can help? And more importantly, which is my favorite panel here, is why is the Powered by Elixinol brand different from other brands? Yep. It's a, and there's a, so many good reasons to to work with Elixinol and or find a quality CBD. And there's other quality CBD companies out there, but obviously I'm, I'm partial to Elixinol. But uh, – uh, it is important that you know what you're buying. And that's the truth for just about everybody. I mean, I became vegan about two years ago. And the the reason I did that was a lot of the same reasons that you guys have been talking about your fathers and your, you know, your, your parents is I looked at my dad and I looked at my mom and I said, I don't want to have healthy genes. I got to make a change and, you know, questioning what's going on, but I needed to make a change. And that's why, and that's how I got into the hemp industry and I needed to make a change. So I had to, do some health um, conversations. And what that did for me is got me more connected to what I eat, but I get more connected to what I put in my body. So I look at the labels, right? I look at what's going on. That's why I did vegan. And I absolutely think that that's what you need to be doing when you're looking at CBD. Where did it come from? Who made it? You know, is it organic? Uh, What country did it come from? Does it have a certificate of analysis? Can you see that it's clean? I mean, we get to the point where we're controlling the grow, where we control the water rights. We know where the water came oh, from. Really? So we go way all the way down because hemp's an amazing plant, right? Yeah, it it basically filters the soil. It actually is good for the environment. But let's start from the very beginning here. So this this KBMD Health CBD. Tell me where this came from. So beginning to end. So. It came out of your head. It came out of your head, right? <laughs> you created this, right? And and what we found is you coming to us and just going, "Hey, this is amazing. This is working for our for our my patients. This is working for my clients, and I need to be able to provide it in in a form factor that fits your uh, protocols." And we were just excited about being able to partner with you on that because we want to be able to, like we talked about earlier, is educate people. Right. And you're doing such a phenomenal job of educating people how to better run their lives and heal their lives and give their body the information to heal itself. And what we really love is that that CBD that you're working on is our 3600 um, format. It's, and we've been using that formulation for a long time. And you've, you put some formulation changes to it, the, the size form factor and allowed it to even be better. And we love that, that model. We go to um, uh, trade shows all the time. We're going to one this week, Paleo FX. We will go to Autism One. We go. Oh, to, you guys are doing Autism One. Oh yeah, we go every year. Fantastic. We love oh, Autism One. I've got just for you. So in the future, it's probably when is this Autism? Autism um, is mid May. Mid May. Unfortunately, we won't be able to do this year because we got a lot of travel coming up. But let me tell you what: we're going to be publishing probably the most comprehensive and scientific review. It geeks out. I mean, to a level that I have to. I mean, I'm trying to figure out how to make it a little bit easier, but you almost can't because yeah. it's to the point where it's like you need this science. That's the to that's show that the most educated group of people that I go and see most of the time is the autism group, right? It's it's scientists. They those moms and those parents that are dealing with that are more educated around cannabis and diet and and looking at the details of what I'm putting in my body than anybody that I've met, and it's such a more interesting. You know, group of people and what's the, my favorite part is they won't let us leave 
right? We get there early and we leave late every day because they're just coming up and saying, I need this. This is working for me. I need this. This is working for me. Well, I guess it was two weeks ago when I brought up the, so like I said, every single show we do some sort of science. And one of the articles that I brought up was out of Israel where they actually looked at the anandamide and 2-AG level, specifically anandamide being the one that's always there, which is an endocannabinoid. And they showed in autism spectrum disorder, almost unequivocally, they're lower. So they got the deck stacked against them right there. Yep. You need to raise that up to get them to this point. So it's almost like it is a essential nutrient if you're on the autism spectrum disorder. So I'm very passionate about that myself. Yeah, and and I am too. And it, it's very similar to some of the conversation we were having earlier about social anxiety and social stress. I mean, I heard you earlier before I came on talking about the the mice study where they were doing the um, obstacle courses and things like that, right? Well, on that same study, they were also noticing the social anxiety change that allowed those because when they fell or they had that they didn't they didn't make it right. They had stressed, but the ones on CBD didn't. That's one of the reasons they were able to continue to move on. Right. So some of that social anxiety that CBD helps to bring you into balance is helps a ton in the autism spectrum. So with me, when you said, did you take a bottle? I didn't have a particular reason to. I didn't have neuropathy. I didn't have something that was there. But um, my family, my friends noticed I actually probably are am on the anxiety disorder spectrum, I call it. Because um, I really do. I've always worried about everything, blah, blah, blah. And now, you know, we've got a lot going on. I've got different companies. I've got all this stuff. And I'm like, wow, I'm handling it so much better than I ever have in my entire life. For the first time, you drove more than four miles in one direction. I did. And you know what? I questioned it, just like you said. Questioned the dogma. So I tried driving on the wrong side of the road. Don't do that. No, no, no. 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 It, it, it works well if yeah. you just stick with certain laws. CBD right. will not change the direction A lot of traffic laws are really good recommendations. <laughs> CBD did not change my, you know, I'm questioning this dogma. We're doing British style. <laughs> yeah, that didn't work. No, no. No, but so it was funny. So mine was subtle. Mine was really subtle where I just, it took me a long time to go, oh, wait a minute. This definitely well, needed to. You'd never been normal before. Yeah. Right? I mean, really, what? How, how do you recognize that your normal was abnormal right yeah my normal was abnormal and then when i think um i try to do quite a bit of mindfulness meditation or at mm-hmm. least daily i try to do it not you know 20 minutes or so and i will afterwards i always sit there and think oh wow that event i really kind of behaved i over emotional towards that mm-hmm. over emotional and i look back like so russ has known me forever the guy that called in dr dr brannick he's known me forever and you know, my, my friends kind of get that. They get, eh, he's got, he's got a little neuroses, he's a little, he's a little whatever. But I'm like, wow. I, what looked like a little neuroses to you was a duck with his feet going like crazy under the water, trying to keep it together. Yep. Now it's just easier for me. So like when I have patients come in and they're like, hey, uh, you know, I've got some anxiety. And I'm like, cool, me too. They're like, what? I'm like, oh yeah, definitely. And it helps me. So then people are willing to give it a try. I'm vulnerable enough to say, hey, I do. I I actually do quite a bit of public speaking now, but I would have literal borderline panic attacks in the beginning doing that. Still do a little bit, you know, but it's... Because it's important what you're sharing. Because I'm, it's important what you're sharing. Right? Exactly. It's not a, a, a issue, the, the anxiety that you have, right? It's an issue when it starts to control you. Exactly. Right? So you definitely want to have fear. I mean... I had anxiety coming on the radio show, right? Who knows how this is going to go? Yeah. And absolutely that stuff happens. But 
what's amazing about CBD Can is... Can I ask you a question? Sure. It's, it's not going as well as you thought, because I saw you breathing into that brown paper bag in between. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I, took a little, I, didn't, I didn't bring all of my CBD with me on the way here, so I'm going to have to take a little more. But uh, overall, I think that um, where we're going is, you know, we're talking about ALS and autism and different things that people are using CBD for, and it's helping them. But... Um, to your point, I think CBD is going to make bigger impact once people start using it to invest in their health rather than their sickness. And it gets them to be able to get to the point that they're in balance on a regular basis. Um, I give it to my dog on a regular basis. I take it myself on a regular basis, not because I have anything specific I need to be treating, but I know that it's going to help reduce inflammation. It's going to help reduce stress. It's going to help me sleep better. What's that mean? I'm going to live longer. I'm going to have a better life. I'm going to you know, be able to relate to people better. I'm going to be able to think clearer. So that type of stuff is is just as important to think about. I love how you brought up earlier the empathy. Yep. Oh my goodness. If we could have something that could improve empathy where we can, I could look at you and I could go, I could get where you're coming from. I don't necessarily agree with you, but I understand your emotional tie to that. One of the things I get all the time is, um, you know, how much to take something I deal with in medicine all the time is you, you prescribe a drug, somebody takes one capsule, go, that didn't work. Yep. And so one of the things I had this graphic made because I'm in the process of preparing a webinar for the Elixinol salespeople. Mm -hmm. I had the pleasure. Um, it just so happens that small world, there is a salesperson from Elixinol that lives right in the North Dallas area, Jack Lemke. And so I met with him for a couple hours to try and figure out what do we need to do to try and, um, what do you want to learn about is what I want to do. And right. So one of the things that I made, I had our graphic artists make this and you might like this. So when people say, how long should I take it? And w- the way that I tell my patients is that it may take time. It may take time to fully saturate your endocannabinoid system, hmm. depending how depleted you are in your anandamide and your 2AG. So I think of it like a sponge. How long will it take and how much will it take to fully saturate that sponge? So when I tell my patients, I said, I really want you to commit to this for a full month every single day. And once again, probably 90% of the time they come back and want to purchase more and say, yes, I get it. I was one of those people. I didn't take it. So when Christy was trying to promote it, it was like, I'm not, I'm not a real big placebo person. It's either going to work or it's not going to work. And so I was like, yeah, she's like, you feeling anything? I'm like, nah, not really. (laughs) Three weeks later, I'm like, oh. And then now I start reading about it. You start reading about the full phytocannabinoid spectrum and how that works as an anti-inflammatory, possibly an anti-carcinogen, all these other things, which is why you're doing it now. You look at your parents, you go, I got some pretty, I got an uphill battle with these genes going on here. Yep. I need to stack the deck in my favor. This is a micronutrient for that. Absolutely. And uh, I, the graphic is interesting to me and I, I really, it, you know, it stirs some good ideas um, and I think it's something to consider because saturating your endocannabinoid system itself sounds like a, sounds like a scientifically good way to say something, but I'm, I'm challenged with it and we can work through the idea because CBD processes out of your body every six to 12 hours. It's not like THC where it, it builds up in your body, but what you're, what you're trying to explain there is not that CBD is building up on your body, but what you're explaining is that CBD is, is doing its work and allowing your endocannabinoid system to get into balance. So it's doing the work. It's not that your, your, the sponge is like your body's not retaining all that CBD. And now you've got a ton of CBD in your body, 
right? So it's, it's, it's definitely what people need to know is you need to continue to take it because it's going to allow your body to, in, to heal itself. It's going to allow your body to work on those things in your, uh, you know, the, your endocannabinoid system are connected to. And so the way that I try and think about this is the way that I communicate with my patients mm-hmm. the same way that I've always done in my practice. Right. You know, when everybody sits on the little, the white paper that you go to the doctor, the white that, that covers the bench. Well, I end up using that as a canvas mm-hmm. all the time. I, oh, draw, that's great. I draw stuff out all the time. So when I do something like that, it is to, it is to right. just visualize, okay, I need to take it longer, which yeah. is the one goal I'm trying to accomplish. Now let's talk about the science that you're talking about. So then you start listening and reading books. I'm reading a lot of scientific books. And this is where Eric and I talked in the first half hour, where I truly believe that this is going to be a field of medicine yep. where it's going to have its own field. You're going to be an endocannabinologist because when you start reading some of these PhDs and what they're doing on a molecular level. So at first I was like, oh, you take CBD and it raises CBD. And then I read a little bit more. Oh, no, 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 no. It actually blocks FAAH so that it doesn't degrade it. Then you read more and you're like, it technically doesn't even do that. What it does is it prevents a cell from absorbing it to degrade it, and it blocks that aspect on a cellular level. Okay, so now we're getting to really deep cellular stuff. Really, bottom line is you take it, put it under your tongue, let your body figure out what to do with it. You're giving it a micronutrient. It's like an adaptogen. Adaptogen, yes, absolutely. So your body's going to use it the way it needs to use it's going to adapt right so that's why i might be taking it for my headache right now but it's working on something else that's why you need to continue to take it so it can get to that point where the other things are in balance where it can get to that headache or that pain exactly and we were talking a lot so one of the problems that i've seen in the industry is there are multi-level marketing things so people are trying to sell this and you've got all these different things being thrown at you and a lot of times I've noticed that people want to overscience it so that they appear knowledgeable mm-hmm. so that you just go, oh, this person seems smart. We're going to go ahead and do that. Well, I learned a long time ago that if you can't explain something simply, you don't understand it. 100%. So um, if, if you feel confused, or then you don't understand it. And if somebody is explaining it to you, they probably don't know what they're talking about. Um, that's my takeaway. Um, you know, Einstein was a great... Uh, example of that right he could explain amazing things really simply and that's his basically his saying i didn't make that up right so he's the one that uh, designed some amazing things that we still believe today and he figured out but he could explain it so the average fourth grader in science class like myself could understand it right and that's the same thing that we need to be able to do is teach our health professionals how to explain cbd and how it works and make it real simple like a sponge or an adaptogen or a micronutrient so people get it what it's doing. What I was hoping to do with your, with the Elixinol salespeople is start out, almost get, Eric and I were talking about how to do this. Okay, do we do this through webinars or do we do this? Because I'm learning also, and I like to go deep. I mean, I'd like to do a huge deep dive. So as deep yep. as you want to go, I'm willing to go. Yep. I'll come back, which is one of the reasons why I'm a specialist. When I did internal medicine, and there's a book this big on internal medicine, and you're like, wow, that's a lot of knowledge. And then you realize that there is a series of books this big on one specialty. That's when you realize, okay, there's just a lot more to learn. And learning internal medicine, I need to at least dive down into one aspect. And even in my own aspect, I joke around that I'm a luminologist, meaning that I don't particularly like the liver or pancreas. I know about it, but I'm not a hepatologist or a pancreatologist. So there's people that just keep diving down further and further. So what I wanted to do is do a webinar first do a webinar for the electronic salespeople this is what jack and i were talking about that the almost like white belt level and then you know i used to do jujitsu so it was like white belt level blue belt 
than black belt, where the black belt talks about these molecular aspects. Right. White belt really is just this is you're talking to somebody so that they a patient. Right. Telling a doctor what to tell a patient really is what I would what I'd like to see because many times, especially in Texas, Colorado could be totally different, but in Texas, holy cow, my partners don't know anything. Nothing. Nothing. Well, I, I, coming from Texas, I'll tell you that uh, that they're they're as smart and quick to pick up anything as anybody any other state. Myself, but um, I've found here that it's more about the tie to the legal challenges that sure. people are worried about. It's not that they don't understand or want to know about cannabis, but they're believing that the legal system is is blocking them. And since Texas just changed their laws recently, we're really excited about removing any barrier for anyone, you know, to be worried about that. But uh, I want to go back to the topic of, of going deep into CBD. And, you know, you were talking about how it works and, and the endocannabinoid system and, you know, the studies that you've done. Because what we provide for you is a full-spectrum CBD, right? And that's an interesting topic to talk about. And because and, when you were talking about the multi-level marketing, when you've been talking about the other companies out there, knowing what kind of quality product you get, they won't talk about full spectrum. They don't even know what that means most of the time. Mm -hmm. And it's really important that you understand that not just CBD is what you need to get. Right. Right. You need all of the parts of the plant. They work together in unison to open up those CB1 and CB2 receptors. When you're talking about geeking out, we could be geeking about terpenes and waxes and flavonoids and long tail and short tail and all this stuff. Um, and, you know, back into the black belt stuff if you really wanted yeah. to get, get down into that. But we need... That all of the parts in unison to work together. I explain it simply that, you know, CBD by itself is like a trumpet, right? You, if, if you're listening to somebody playing a good song on a trumpet, you're going to be moved and you're going to hear it and you're going to understand it. So that's like an isolated molecule of CBD. But a full spectrum is like the entire orchestra, right? All of the parts of the orchestra are going to work in unison to make that much more impactful than just the guy on the trumpet. And that's what we hope to provide with full spectrum CBD. That, yeah, that's absolutely. awesome. So you, with with Elixinol, it is obviously a a, uh, a company that's interested in the education mm -hmm. and taking basically the hemp industry to a higher level. They aren't the only company wanting to do that. Uh, uh, Ken did choose to work with Elixinol for a multitude of different reasons, but most of it was because of the quality of the product. And there are a couple of other great companies out there oh, that sure. also do the same thing. But when you look at a rising tide raises all ships i kind of think of the reputable cbd companies as kind of really kind of watching each other's back and you chose to work with ken because you wanted a physician recommended branded line yep. that you could you could unveil and knowing that the, you have these handful of cream of the crop companies if you will elixir certainly being one of them what are y'all doing to kind of safeguard in marketing against those who don't mind what they put on their label or don't mind if they forge a coa which is a certificate of analysis or 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 you have someone who says i i didn't really respond to hemp or cbd and uh, it's it's challenging it's it's primarily 90 percent of what i do all day is is try and figure out ways to educate and separate us and the good guys from the bad guys right um we work with the hemp roundtable. We work with the NIHA. We work with the European Hemp Association. We work with all these different organizations, not only to help the farmers, not only to um, help group together as an industry and have each other's back, set standards, 
um, but also to work as lobby groups to educate individual state governments, federal governments on, on what is good and what to look for. Because it's not that nobody wants CBD to be everywhere. It's that they just don't know the information. It goes back to what I said. They're only saying no because they don't have enough information to say yes. And absolutely, that, that's our job is educating doctors, educating people, educating governments in order to make sure that everybody understands CBD. We, you, know, you mentioned the physician-recommended product, right? Why did we do that? We did that because some people don't listen unless you got a white lab coat on, right? They don't listen. We know that that's going to make a change for people. If we put that on there and we work with somebody like you, they're going to listen. Sure. Right? If I just had an internet ad, they're not going to listen. Right. Well, that makes sense. We're definitely going to have to talk about that in the next half hour. What is it that we can do as a community, as physicians, as allied health professionals to basically give credence to that? I want to give props really quick to Elixinol and Paul because Joy Beckham was talking about how much time and money Elixinol puts towards the hemp round table. Oh, yeah. And you guys were pivotal in getting the farm bill passed and getting states like Texas to adapt it. Absolutely. And, and, and it is great. And it's, it's great to see that's Paul's and Elixinol's mission is making impact and change, right? By making that impact and change, then everybody, like you said, all tides will rise. And that's, that's awesome. And well, I can't believe that was a half hour that just went by. We've got uh, about 20 seconds to close out this half hour. Uh, if you're listening to Gut Check Project, be sure to subscribe and share, subscribe and share. We will be back the next half hour where we are going to talk about truth and behind the marketing, what people can do to empower that as a physician, allied health professional, like I was saying earlier, and what you can do to better educate yourself uh, through the marketing materials that are in front of you. So awesome. Stay. Absolutely. I want to hear that. Yeah, me too. Why have thousands of aspiring authors teamed up with Christian Faith Publishing to publish their book? Because Christian Faith Publishing is an author-friendly publisher who understands that your labor is more than just a book. We provide authors freedom and flexibility throughout the publishing process, professional book editing, award-winning design, and some of the highest royalty structures in the publishing industry. And as always, you will retain 100% of the rights to your book. I was looking to find a company that I could trust, one that assisted in the editing process completely. The most important qualities that I was looking for was a publisher who is honest and upfront. No hidden costs or fees and owning the rights to my own work. Christian Faith Publishing will publish, market, and sell your books in all major bookstores, online booksellers, as well as specialty Christian bookstores. Call for your free author submission kit. 800-978-4812-800-978-4812-800-978-4812. That's 800-978-4812. Never Forgotten Apparel is more than just a premium women's and men's clothing line. It's a movement to remind us to wear American-made and serve those who serve us. Our heroes. Never Forgotten Apparel gives 20% of their total sales to nonprofits that support homeless veterans and off-duty firefighters. And 50% to individual veterans and firefighters in need nationwide. Check out NeverForgottenApparel.com. Use promo code MATT, M-A-T-T, and get 15% off your purchase. 
Dr. Ken Brown here, host of Gut Check Project with my co-host, Eric Rieger. I've seen in my practice that Atrantil is a whole lot more than just a bloating product. Yes, it does a whole lot more than just fix bloating because of the polyphenols that you find in Atrantil. What are some of the things that these polyphenols do, Eric? These polyphenols can help you have more energy and polyphenols are great for athletes. It sounds like it's going to help a whole lot more people than just bloating. Go to lovemytummy.com slash spoonie. And welcome back to the last half hour of the Gut Check Project, episode number eight. Everyone is racing back to the table. <laughs> Lots of people want to talk about CBD marketing outside, apparently. Is that right? That is exactly right. <laughs> I, got, I got stopped in the bathroom and had to uh, clarify a few points. Everybody's stressed out about Joe Biden's announcement. That's what's going on. What was his announcement? He's running. He's running for president. He made it official, even though everybody knew it. He, he made it today. Uh, all right, all right. He's 76 years of age? I don't know. I'm good for him. Yeah. I'm 50. I, I want to be running for something when I'm 70. It's got to be the CBD. It's got to be what it is. It Joe Biden's it. on CBD. Is that what we're saying right now? I don't know. I just figured I'd no. endorse him for it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> just to try and get all partisans involved. There you go. Every single candidate. Did you hear that Beto O'Rourke is using tons of CBD? Yeah. yeah. That's that's all that's all he's doing is uh, is CBD Trump heavy heavy into CBD. No, he's not. CBD. No, that's his, <laughs> no he's not. <laughs> but Kim Kardashian <laughs> Well, hey, let's uh, let's get down to it. So, I've received two more uh, email, simply wanting to know what oh. can I do to participate in research about CBD. Now, uh, Ken, you are obviously directly invested in terms of proving the concepts behind CBD. You want a white lab coat to basically help perpetuate that message. We run into issues like the FDA on how we can present that message. What? would be the best steps going forward if somebody has an idea and obviously with Elixinol working so hand in hand with autism one and helping out with people who have Alzheimer's and helping out with just a very, uh, you know, a litany of different uh, attitudes and diseases. What should someone do if they want to get engaged with hemp or CBD research? Well, for us, um, we're always looking for, you know, great ways to be able to empower people to learn more about CBD. So if you've got a, you know, clinical study that you need support with, you know, I'd reach out to Dr. Kim Brown, see if he thinks it's a good idea and maybe get some guidance on the stuff that he's done. Um, But overall, uh, there's a lot of good studies out there. Um, I would be working with your local universities to, to get those done. We've done some work in, um, you know, some local universities some local um, doctors uh, on specific clinical studies. Our, one of our medical advisors, Dr. Blair, um, has done his own clinical studies with PTSD and his own studies with uh, clinical patients and on diet. He's a keto and paleo expert and definitely um, is doing his own studies there. So we're, we're happy to continue to educate. But what we found is a lot of those studies are just those guys that like to geek out and learn and, and figure things out like Dr. Raphael Mishulam and, and uh, um, you know, get some good quality CBD tested out and, and move forward. I want to show you something here. So this is a program that I share with our graduate student that works with us. It's called Mendeley. And what it does is it allows you to organize a lot of research articles together so that I can search by key terms. So if we want to do a review article or something like that. Mm -hmm. So this is just a few of the articles that we have gathered um, to look at some of the blogs that we have done, to look at some of the references that we have and so on. I just want to do this because when we had... The guy, photobiomodulation. Oh, uh, James Carroll. When we had James Carroll on, we did the exact same thing on photobiomodulation. 
and there's good science. Oh yeah. And you're just like, why don't people know this? He's like, yeah, it's in weird journals. So I just want to show this to you. So when people sit there and go, one of the classic things that I run into with doctors, um, this includes with Atrantil, this includes CBD, is because a drug rep isn't sitting in front of them. Oh yeah. Showing them this. Now I just want to show you this. This is, I just typed in our Mendeley database. This is not everything. This is only the articles that we have collected. So as I scroll through, Jeez. this is all scientific journals that have been published that we have either referenced, looked at, or have some sort of tie to. This it's over is a not thousand. everything out there yet. I'm still going. So this is one of those funny things where you're just right. like, wait a minute. <laughs> so there's a lot of these articles, like the mouse article that I showed today, nobody will ever read that. Oh, yeah. Because that's in the Journal of Neuroscience, and it'll get... Just it'll be passed over, it'll get buried. That's a fascinating article. They put these little mice through, you know, mice ninja tests, and they actually showed consistent results. That's an important article that needs to get out there. Yeah. But nobody, it, it won't make the news. People won't talk about it. It is what it is. And here I've got thousands of articles here, just of stuff that we have looked at, not everything else that's out there. And the and the the part where we're running around with one arm and leg tied behind our back is I can't claim most of those things right because a lot of those weren't done here in the in the united states a lot of those weren't done by johns hopkins or whatever it is is so the fda it really cracks down on us saying anything that resembles a claim even with a study connected to it right um you mentioned earlier in the previous half hour you know working with the u.s hemp roundtable we're really really monitoring each other to make sure we're not making claims right and it's it's only not because it we couldn't, right? Because you've got a lot of people, yourself, your your parents, your friends, your, your patients that could make claims, but we can't even have somebody that's used our product on our website say how great it is because the FDA is definitely on top of us. So as a marketer, we have to make sure that what we're saying is important, what we're saying is, is factual, and what we're saying is nowhere near making a health claim. Since you since y'all also are a member of different European uh, European hemp councils, correct? Yeah. What are the differences there? And the reason why I want to bring that up is because in Canada, for instance, Autrontil, we can simply just come out and say that this is indicated for IBS. Stateside, we can't do it because it's not a drug. But with Autrontil in Canada, they they not only allow it, they encourage it because that's what the clinical studies showed. So, what's it like taking hemp? into another part of the of the world to talk about great question in. we're in 42 43 different countries now um throughout the, the world elixinol's brand is in 43 43 countries. different countries right now and what we're able to do is work with those individual governments i was just in berlin i was in spain we just opened up in new zealand um all of these things were growing really fast but can i stop right there didn't it start in new zealand Great question. No, actually. Um, Paul is from Australia, um, not New Zealand. It's a different country. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that. Just kidding. <laughs> New Zealand's about the same size population as a big city. Um, but uh, it's interesting because Paul started in Australia, and hemp has, uh, in order to make it legal there, and 17 years later, it is now legal for hemp food, but not CBD yet. Um, so you're wow. kidding me. I thought it actually started there. Wow. Yeah, no, we were selling CBD there years ago, but um, once we um, decided to uh, work with their new medical marijuana laws and their, their cannabis laws, then uh, we stopped selling our CBD there and we're working with them 
to help because um, you have to get a physician's note. You have to get a prescription to get CBD there now. Hmm. So they're working on it. Well, it must be very, very progressive because I ended up, the reason why I brought up New Zealand is that um, we ended up doing a webinar for the New yeah. Zealand Society of Functional Medicine. And we had a few hundred people on there and it was me doing it live in New Zealand. It was really cool. Yeah, New they, Zealand's an amazing place and we, we're, at, we're excited to work with them. You mentioned Canada earlier. We can't send to Canada. They won't let us import CBD into Canada. Really? Yeah, they're, they're, they're working really hard to protect their own hemp industries. Oh, okay. And oh. so they won't let us import CBD across that line. So it's a, but it, for them, it's an industry, not necessarily a perception of the use of well, CBD it, itself. It, it gets actually a little more crazy because actually um, marijuana is recreationally legal and CBD is not. And you have to get a prescription for it in Canada right now. So it's, it's I mean, right? Baffling. <laughs> so, what? So, again, back to what I do every day is educate people because clearly there's a lot of confusion. So, the macaroni is legal, but the cheese you need a prescription for. <laughs> just way different. This is, uh, that, that, that just doesn't no make any sense. sense. Right. Yeah. No, no, sense. no, that makes total sense. If recreational marijuana is legal, you're going to monetize one way or the other, and macaroni and cheese is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get them doing that. I don't get the CBD thing. Yeah, right, right. yeah, yeah no joke. So well, that's, that's what's going on. And so the same thing with Europe. You know, we, we just launched out there in Europe and working with each individual country, Germany, Spain, they're all different. And um, we over there... In, because we started in Europe, um, Elixinol started importing CBD oil from Europe into right. the United States because yeah. we couldn't grow it here initially. Right. Yeah, we it couldn't do it. Stems and stalks yeah. or whatever it was that they you, were saying it was. It, well, and you couldn't you couldn't extract it. It was all illegal five years ago here. So yet you could import CBD, but you couldn't make it here, which again crazy, right? So we've got great relationships over there. So now we do the the oil for Europe over in Europe, and we do the oil for everywhere else out of. Colorado. What about marketing with research in Europe and what's, what's that like versus the United States? It's the same as far as they wanting to have research. We can't make claims. Sure. Same over there. Okay. Um, uh, there's back and forth on um, what they're calling a new dietary supplement or a novel food that you uh, license that you have to get. And it takes like two years to get one of those licenses and one of those registrations. So we're working with all of them to each individual country to figure out what's best for them because it's just evolving. Somebody messaged me, and this is interesting because this just kind of shows the hypocrisy, how ludicrous this is. Somebody would like to know if there's any benefits for recovering drug addicts. So the only reason why I think about that is that the pharmaceutical industry produced yeah. the majority of, well, not the majority, but certainly a huge millions, four million people, I think they say, are addicted to opioids. Opioids, right. yeah. Well, finally, one of the guys just went to jail, right? They just, they just, one of the ph uh, pharmaceutical, yeah, pharmaceutical no, for opioids. They just finally arrested one of them. I did not know that. Yeah. But when you look at that, so what I would like to do as a physician is not necessarily make a claim, but I would like to at least present how it can help in certain disease states or pull this data from Mendeley and say, this is a review. This is where it's at. Right. This is how we could do that because we do know that it actually does. It actually has been shown to be beneficial in getting people off opioids. Right, And it's fascinating because we have another industry which is creating problems mm -hmm. and you've got countries making THC legal and CBD not. 
or making it harder to get CBD than THC, which makes no sense. You know, you've got a fantastic full head of hair. How you have not pulled it out by now is beyond me. <laughs> well, it was a different color, uh, I think, when I, before I got in this industry. So it did affect me. So what happens, what happens going forward? So y'all are a part of the Hemp Council, and you try to work as an industry with other reputable companies to make certain that y'all aren't overstepping your bounds, but there's got to be progress. you got to be able to piece. Well, yeah. I mean, five years ago, we were worried about black helicopters coming down and, you know, taking our stuff because the sure. DEA was coming, you know. This right. was, we were taking black paste, importing it from Europe, you know, in here, putting it in tubes and boxing it and selling it, you know, and that's, it's all all um you know legal interpretation of which works well and it wasn't until just now the 2018 uh farm act that that made everything federally clear and the dea you know stand down but up to that point i mean it was a lot of a lot of confusion going can you, on can you just clarify that we had joy beckerman on who went yeah. into deep detail but one sentence of what the what the farm bill did so f for what us i mean definitely go back to what joy had uh read because she was so instrumental in all of that but what it did for us is it removed it from the DEA's list of scheduled drugs. Right. That's what it did for us. So it made it federally, everybody's cool. Sure. That's a big step. Huge step. Huge so, step. So, I, so now the challenge is the other three-letter word, the FDA, and their guidance to everybody on where it can go and how to use it and what's good and what's bad. And, you know, full spectrum, isolate, topical, ingestible, can it go in food? Can I put it in my, you know, can I make a margarita out of it? Those type of things is absolutely what they're trying to figure out. And we're working with them. To can give I them answer guidance. that question? Margaritas are great with it. It's yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, though, that in, in terms of uh, challenging everything with the with the uh, farm bill, and now you say that you're moving on to the FDA, I would say that Elixinol specifically has taken a large step forward because I don't think that even two years ago that y'all would have considered having a physician recommended partner brand so having that i think it's almost like the the cracks there so we know that underneath the stone the answer is going to be down there just like it is with anything yep well i'll tell you what i was really impressed when i talked with jack your salesperson is that he said that um they're um you gabe everybody when they talked to them said the most important thing is you can't say anything that's going to get us in trouble you represent the company you have to watch what you're saying, even if somebody else is outselling you, even if somebody else is saying something else, you are representing a company that from the beginning has been on the up and up, that has tried to do things at the highest caliber, Yep. and, we're gonna, and you guys are going to continue to do that. You're going to hire people that are going to continue to do that, and hopefully we'll continue to do it from a different angle, which is just, I'm going to explain the science over here. You draw your own conclusion. There are no claims. It's just a conclusion. Right. Absolutely, and, and it kind of relates to what you guys were saying earlier. When disease and death affects every, you know, not just that one person, the entire family. If something, if some one salesperson said something wrong, or or made a claim, right, or one of our partners did, that would affect an entire ecosystem worth of people. So making that one sale, or or getting into that one place, or you know, just bending the rules that one time, it it could impact everybody, right? And so many people are just clamoring for the product, why would we want to risk that? Well, it's fascinating that you guys are holding yourselves accountable to that because the parallel, I don't know if you know this, but Eric is a former drug rep. He actually did that. And you guys, I mean, that talk about FDA regulation. Oh, yeah. You pay a lot of money to make whatever claim it is that you, that you paid. And if you get caught saying something else, then 
you get sent to Pfizer headquarters, you get sent to Takeda headquarters or wherever. I will say this though, but pulling the curtain back, you're also almost completely coached in, in, in that industry at that time on where those small thin lines are yep. and almost how to throw the subtle hints. And I would say that the, that the deck is stacked somewhat against the natural solutions market and industry uh, and in favor of the pharmaceuticals because they, they kind of know where they can <coughs> test those bounds, yep. how, how deep you can get into trouble without really getting into trouble. I mean, how many times a year does a large pharmaceutical company end up settling with the government for multi-millions of dollars? And whenever you break it down by how much money is that really, it's no. only a, a tenth of a percent of, yeah. their, of, their, of their revenue profit. And so it's the last one I saw was like $150 million was the fine. One of the opioid companies. And they're like, I saw that on, uh, I saw that on, yeah, uh, line item. Uh, yeah. uh, John Oliver. Yep. They, yeah. They broke that down on John Oliver. This, this is last week, but yeah, $150 million. And he said that was one tenth of 1% of their net profits for the year. One tenth of 1% of net profits. I think it was revenue. Oh, it was not, revenue uh, net revenue. Not oh, profit, wait, that would, yeah. no, you know what? That would, that would make my, that would be a lot of money. Yeah, net revenue. <laughs> net revenue. Sorry. <laughs> it, was one, it was, I'm really bad at math. I heard it was one one millionth of a billionth of the net, net revenue over a weekend. Square root. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Multiplied by pi. Yeah. Yeah. I'm horrible with numbers. It's just a lot of money, though. That didn't mean much to them, right. though, in the, in the grand scheme of things. And you don't have that on the natural <clears throat> side. And there's a couple of different reasons why. There's... With something that's natural, there's not a whole lot of intellectual property that someone can protect. So there's not the same amount of investment for someone to come in and, and say that they're going to do this in the, uh, in the industry where someone like GW can say, well, we're going to grab this little isolate and we're going to say that we own it. And then, of course, they want to squash everything else that happens to be in the natural space that's actually a better product. So how does, how does uh, a company like Elixinol fight off things like that? Well... What I, I don't know how much I want to speak towards GW and what they're doing, but what I can tell you is that in in many parallel industries, you know, there's a pharmaceutical version and there's a natural version. Sure, there's an over-the-counter version and there's a pharmaceutical version, and both exist. Um, right now, the CBD industry is projected to be somewhere between fifteen and twenty-two billion dollars. You know, there's a lot of room for a lot of people to create a lot of good products. Um, it's and, a big pie, and and I think that. Um, that the, there's a huge demand. I think that there's untapped potential for people to be able to see it and use it and feel the effects. And um, we're hoping to help lead the charge to make sure everybody gets a significant amount of quality CBD. Have you all felt uh, any, that there happens to be any smear campaigns against the hemp industry as a whole that uh, you may be somewhat wondering who's who's behind it and how to, how to counter that? Well, um, I think like we've been talking about kind of it's our theme going through here is, is people are seeking for truth and education and sometimes they're stuck in a camp one way or the other mm -hmm. and it, it it challenges them and they get defensive you know because they've believed something their whole life you know um i think marijuana and its industry did a lot of work to help the cbd industry exist sure and i think some of the people in that world um at times see the hemp industry as like the the the, the favored son or money grabbers or things like that. And, and you know, I'm super grateful for um, my own marijuana history, my mom growing it. And, you know, Joy being one of our regulatory officers, starting the very first hemp store and, and helping to found normal and, and those type of things, because 
it allowed us to learn about cannabis and allowed us to learn about all the parts of the plant. And there's a, there's a trace amount of THC in our product. I'm not hating on cannabis or marijuana at all. Sure, right, right. right? right. I believe it's an amazing product. But, you know, Normal was designed as, a, as an organization to help people get, you know, not be arrested and get off for, for laws and, and not be incarcerated for years and years and years for possession of a, of a medicine, of, of marijuana at the time. And now a lot of that work is done. So they have to they have to shift now to to some other things, and and they're doing a great job at doing that. But some people aren't, right? They're hanging on to you know, so old when, things. Uh, one of the on our last show with Dr. Wade McKenna, orthopedic surgeon, stem yeah. cell expert, the coolest thing that he said was that unfortunately he had a split with his business partner. They're still they still work together, but they're no longer in business together. And the reason is is because they had a uh, he had a patent on his own product. And somebody came out with a superior product, and he realized he put his ego on the shelf and said, that's a better product, that's better for my patients, even though this is mine, with my name on it, my patent on it, you bring something better to the table, I'm, I'm going to do the thing that's right. Yep. Which I thought was so cool, because yeah. that requires a really big, honest person to go, I acknowledge that you did something better. And what happens is a lot of people hold on to stuff. Yep. Like what we're going to see here in the industry, I, I think, and you know this a whole lot more than I do, but we're going to start seeing that, oh, okay, so if you've got this brain issue, then we're going to increase the, or we're going to grow a strain that has higher mercine in it. That's one of the terpenes that's going to allow it to cross the blood-brain barrier more. Or in this particular one, you have peripheral issues. Let's do a little more beta caryophylline in it. And you're going to start seeing it honed down to the point where it's going to be strains that are relative. Now, once we start allowing THC in Texas, then it's going to be that whole thing where you have, okay, a little bit of THC, a little bit of CBD, blah, blah, blah. And it's going to be a whole science. It's, it's so brilliant. Absolutely. That you're going to be able to go, oh, what is it exactly that you have? Got it. Let's try this. Which is one of the reasons why I think a lot of people are very black and white. They're like, well, I did this. It didn't work. I was listening to a podcast on a scientist talking about how they showed that the same CBD strain, very effective in one person, not effective in another. And it's probably because of the terpene content, which allows some permeability. Like the science is way deep. It's a biochemistry soup that's going on absolutely and the formulators and the science minds behind all of this that you know at our at elixinol and many other companies is amazing you know we we've just released a, a new product uh, that's a got proprietary terpene profiles already oh, in each one of them nice awesome. right and that's one exactly what i'm talking about that's brilliant it's a one to help you wake up in the morning one to help you recover in the afternoon one to help you sleep at night all to help to be directed to help you move forward and and just take them in little simple single serving packets so those are important things oh, that's cool. that we're learning how to do. Oh, dude, we got to go up there. Yeah, well, and, and not to not to be mistaken, I think that even in marijuana, that's it's the terpene profile that would differentiate between uh, indica and sativa, is it not? Right, and it, so or gorilla glue number four and sure. atomic flower number six and and those type of things. It's the different strains. You know, people are are tied to those names or those strains, but it's really those terpenes and those waxes. And if you can help figure those out. Right. And the, the challenge, though, questioning everything is how do you not then create some Frankenstein thing that shouldn't exist? Sure. Right. Uh, you know, how do you how do you make sure? So it's balancing those things, the nature of it all. And like we we're saying with the full spectrum, the entourage effect of every part of it working together and pulling one or two things out. 
right? Is, is that cool? Is that not? Figuring that stuff out is a lot bigger minds than mine and how to make those work. But um, that's what we're, when we're definitely about, balancing. So Eric and I have talked about this multiple times because he's from the pharmaceutical industry. But I did find an article, not to bring up GW, but your GWs are trying to figure out what to do with their isolate like yeah. all over the place. There's actually studies in ulcerative colitis, one study that was published in the journal of some obscure IBD journal that nobody ever heard about, but they had like a 60% dropout rate, Yep. although it may have worked, but they had all these people drop out. And I truly believe it's because when you start messing with mother nature and taking away these other molecules that keep everything in check and do it in balance and work together. Consistency, right? Consistent. They'll, they'll feel that effect initially. Right. They'll see, they'll feel some results initially, but then it's not lasting. Right. Because your body then adapts without the rest of the products to be in there to, to help it work together in that entourage effect. That's, that's my belief. Do you think that uh, with both marijuana and hemp, since they were kind of <laughs> taboo for so long and in the transition of, of the agriculture uh, environment that we have here, the state side, we've gone through basically bastardizing wheat and other crops that they may have, and now that we're kind of returning back to natural growth, that hemp and marijuana both will not be as um, adulterated, I guess you could say, in the terms of the way that they grow? Well, I think there's markets for, for both. It really has to go to what you're, what you're trying to achieve. Sure. You know, what we're trying to achieve with our growth method is outdoor, natural, right. organic, you know, the sun, the soil, all of that, um, because we believe that all that fits into what you take, right? We don't grow our stuff in a <coughs> light deprivated, you know, um, controlled greenhouse with three of them stacked deep. But if, if um, in some marijuana instances, they're doing that so they can create a certain strain in a certain way so that they can get a certain THC level and, and those type of things. So each one has its own place in the ecosystem, but what we're trying to create is something completely different than that. Can you just comment on that right there? Because what you're dealing with here is you were talking a little bit about how the KBMD, this particular batch, uh, batch is a little bit different. Can you explain yeah. what, what so you what found we're doing, with this one? So what we're doing is completely organic, right? So with organic materials, there's variations, right? Your corn is different size than it was last year. Different, right? It's, so what we've done this year with our hemp, <coughs> our... Uh, uh, has a, a, a much higher uh, potency of CBD than it did last year in our fir- in our first go around. This year, it's got to leave more. We're getting better at it, right? As we grow it, we're improving the process. So what that means is it's a little bit less amber, it's a little bit more gold in the extract when we get it, right? So it smells a little less hempy because there's a little less cl- chlorophyll in there. So and the taste is a little bit smoother, but you're able to then pass on those savings. You're able to create products that are not as expensive as, as most products out there. You're able to um, um, guarantee those consistencies. Because what we've done this entire time is make sure that when you get a product like ours, there's and it says 300 milligrams on it, or it says 900 milligrams, there's 900 milligrams of CBD in there, right? So guaranteeing that quality and that potency and that purity is, is paramount to what we do. We have a little bit of time left, but one thing I want to comment that in the industry itself, there's lots of confusion about pricing in milligrams. So I have a lot of patients that come to me, they're like, oh, well, that is um, your, your your product or the 3600, whatever, right. you know, it's too much money. And then when we look at it, we're like, wow, you're paying five times as much for the amount of milligrams that you're getting. Consumer Labs actually did an analysis and showed that Elixinol, milligram per milligram, is the most economical CBD that's highest rated. 
Absolutely. And uh, we work really hard towards that. Additionally, I think that the industry needs to shift into be price per serving versus price per milligram because of the bioavailability challenge that people are starting to get into. If the product that you use with the high quality MCT oil is much more bioavailable than somebody that uses just a plain old coconut oil. And we can talk about other delivery systems where we're increasing the bioavailability of the product. So you need less milligrams. And you guys, you, you guys have a scientist that works on this, right? Like we should have that on the show and just talk about the different types of oh, sure. products that you have. That'd be really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and we don't have a whole lot of time left, but even Elixinol, just to kind of pull the curtain back, they know that you're working still on research on other delivery systems. We can't quite comment on them today, but very, very excited in terms of what KBMD Health will be able to offer in terms of a physician recommended CBD or hemp product. Absolutely. Chris, we got half a minute. I can't thank you enough for coming by. Oh, thank you. Any last thoughts on the tip of your brain here? What are you guys going to do in Paleo FX? You guys are going down. You're going to represent KBMD and Elixinol in the booth. Yeah, we're going to be selling a lot of CBD to a lot of people and, and, and helping them reduce some inflammation from those high-fat diets for sure. Love it. Austin, Texas, Paleo FX this weekend. This weekend, Come spreading the word. Us. Gut Check Project, YouTube channel Gut Check Project, and iTunes Gut Check Project. Please subscribe and share. We will see you next week. Big announcement next week. Yes, big time. All right. This is the only 24-hour, take-anywhere platform dedicated to food and fun. We're Spoony. When you drive with Uber, what moves you moves us. That's why we provide drivers with the option to sign up for instant pay, so you have the power to decide when and where you cash out. What moves me is my niece back home. I always try to send her something I know she'll love. That's what moves me. Uber. What moves you moves us. Get started with instant pay when you sign up to drive with us at uber.com slash drive. Experiences driving with Uber may vary. Drivers who are signed up with Instant Pay can cash out up to five times a day. Terms apply. Access Netflix, Prime Video, Live TV, and more with the Xfinity X1 Voice Remote. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store today to learn more. Restrictions apply.